Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? And does this smell good? Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is noon on not only a Friday, the Friday. Yeah. What's your saying? When is a Wednesday, a Friday, only once a year? That's right. Okay, day before Thanksgiving? Yes. Well, when is a Friday, the Friday before the Super Bowl? Only once a year. Only once a year. Well done by you. Well played. Media coverage brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings. It's time for Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Aaron Maloney is here. Aaron? So the Suns lost to the Atlanta Hawks last night, 116-107, in their first game without Mikel Bridges. Cam Johnson and Dario Saric. Now, I don't know if you guys watched the Brooklyn Nets game last night, but Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson did not suit up, but they were on the side of the court, and there was a moment where Cam Johnson put his arm around Mikel Bridges. My heart shattered into a million pieces, and it just sucked to see. It did. But we got KD. So what does the godfather of Valley Sports, Jerry Colangelo, think of this? Here's what he said on Wolf and Luke this morning. Uh, I'm close to him because of my time with USA Basketball and he, he participating in one world championship and three Olympics for me. Um, I have great respect for him. He's He just loves the game and he comes to play every single night. No distractions. Um, he's just, uh, as some people like to say, he's a real baller, if you will. So after hearing... From the godfather of Valley Sports, Jerry Colangelo. How do you guys feel about the Phoenix Suns trade for KD and the culture that he's going to bring to the Phoenix Suns, particularly Wolf? (laughs) Okay, you had to throw that in right at the end, the culture thing. But see, this is the thing that I was lamenting when we were talking about acquiring KD at the end of the summer. I didn't want to see that because of the culture with the Phoenix Suns. One thing I do know, the culture was different this year for Wolf. Whatever reason, we were not seeing the same version. Again, I understand all the injuries out there, but there was something else that was untoward with the Phoenix Suns and Mikal Bridges and Cam Johnson. If, in fact, you're going to bring in Kevin Durant, those two were always going to have to be part of the deal. Yep. They were always part of the deal, and this is the thing that happens when you compete at the highest level our species can generate, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, hockey, it doesn't doesn't matter. You're a professional athlete, and you have to adjust, whether you were the teammate of Mikael Bridges and Camp Johnson or not. And I want to throw in Dario Saric as well. I, You have to adjust and move on. It's what you need to do as a pro. Apparently not Jay Crowder, though. We'll get into that a little bit later on in the show. But, no, look, it's um the thing that, that really is interesting to me now, and and kind of touched on this yesterday, but, like, if you had made that trade offer in the summer, you I'm sure you could have got Kevin Durant from Brooklyn. I mean, that, there's no way to prove that. Uh, they clearly were hesitant. I mean, some of the stuff we heard, they were hesitant to give up Cam or Mikel. Now, I'm sure some of that was posturing, but for them to then give up both of them, yeah. and you look and you say, okay, what changed? Well, what changed is you have a new owner, and he clearly was like, we're getting Kevin Durant, but I think some of what changed also is what you just said. I've never had had any concern about Kevin Durant as a distraction or being a, a you know a hindrance to your culture, but 
this team was different this year than they were in the summer. So maybe part of this was James Jones saying, let's run this back again last summer and this year being like, it's not quite the same. And of course, I was worried about Kevin Durant with the drama. Okay, the drama. That's what I was worried about. Maybe a lot of that drama was actually coming from some of his teammates in Brooklyn. Or Kyrie. Let's just put it all on Kyrie. (laughs) We don't have to say some of his teammates. Maybe just one of them. Just one of his teammates. So our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, how do you feel about the Suns roster after the trade deadline? Now, there are two options. The Larry O'Brien trophy is coming home, or need to get more depth in the buyout market. Uh, I'm going to go with the second one. I don't. I don't want to be on record on February 10th being like, "Oh, the Suns have won the title." The Suns are are in or maybe at the top of the conversation right now, but it feels like they have most of the pieces. But they got to fit them together, and there's they're going to have to add some some bench guys. Yeah, they're going to have to do that. They have to come maybe together as a team right now. I am not going to even address the former. That you <laughs> not going to do that because you know it would be the latter. Okay. So- so Wolf says the Larry O'Brien trophy is coming home. <laughs> he actually wrote this question. <laughs> so 80% say they need to get more depth in the buyout market. 20% said the Larry O'Brien trophy is coming home. <laughs> the Cardinals head coaching search continues as they're speaking with Bengals, D.C., Lou, and Arumo again today. Wow. Do you want to rule that one out, Wolf? As a matter of fact, no, I don't want to say anything about this. At this point in time, right now, um, whether it's Lou Anarumo or whether it's going to be Mike Kafka going forward, I just don't know enough about either to make any type of prediction or really any type of guess as to who I want. It's all about, at this point in time, the people that are sitting inside that room and interviewing Lou Anarumo. Interviewing Mike Kafka. They know better than anybody. Well, I was going to say, last night at NFL Honors, the NFL Coach of the Year, Brian Dayball, spoke on the Cardinals' other candidate, Mike Kafka. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, first of all, he's a great person, great family man, uh, extremely bright individual, You know, played a quarterback position, Northwestern, learned under Coach Reed, and, and did a fantastic job for, for our staff this year. What do you think he could bring to the Cardinals that can, can kind of turn things around for them? Yeah, well, I just know he's a, he's a tireless worker. He's extremely bright. He's good with the quarterback. Uh, he, was a, he was a good person to have on our staff. So here's where I'm at with this, okay? The- Everybody I've wanted is with a different team right now. <laughs> Not a knock on, on Mike Kafka or Lou Anarumo. The one thing I, the, the last thing I'm going to ask for, yeah, because the Colts are such a wild card, and you never, they don't care that the Super Bowl is is in two days. The Cardinals are like we're going to wait and be respectful to the Super Bowl. I just don't want the Colts to come through and take one of these guys, and the Cardinals <laughs> just be left with one guy left. Okay? <laughs> that would be a little odd. Would be I get awkward. it right there. Yes, you know, again, I was all in on Sean Payton, and I was all in on Brian Flores, and I was all in as Don't forget well. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, Vance Joseph as well, so, you know, um, right now, um, I really don't have a strong opinion one way or the other. I know earlier in the week, I wanted Lou Anarumo, and then I felt guilty actually doing that to, to Lou. To poor Lou. Yeah. So, to your I point... I never had a chance. To your point about the Colts job, so ESPN's Jeremy Fowler did tweet out that the Colts have begun narrowing down the field, and Giants OC Mike Kafka, a finalist in AZ, is out of the running in Indy. Oh, that's nice of them. Okay, good. I thought you were going to say he's like their top candidate, and they're going to swoop in and take him this evening or something. No, that would Come only happen. 
happen if Wolf said, I want my cap? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's don't true, don't yes. say that now. I don't want to be left with one candidate to choose like from. Like a falcon on a finch just <laughs> picking them. Uh, that was Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Aaron. Flavortown is pulling up right across the street from the big game this Sunday. Join Guy Fieri, Diplo, and over 20 food vendors for the ultimate tailgating party. Head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. Wolf, you're a big Diplo guy, aren't you? No. It seems like your kind of music. Uh, when we come back, how about Fulcrum Football Super Bowl edition? You ready for that? No. Okay, good. <laughs> You've got two minutes to, to listen to some Diplo and get ready for that. That's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports All Access, presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. Welcome back to the show. Meteoro coverage brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings. And, Wolf, it is uh, it's time to get our last Arizona sports all-access qualifier. You ready for this? I'm ready. Remember the rules. If this is you, then you are into a drawing later today, I believe. You'll be one of 15 people with a chance to win tickets to the Super Bowl this Sunday. Nothing nothing small. Um, so our final Arizona sports all-access qualifier on this show is Shannon Hadley from Phoenix. Shannon, you have 10 minutes to call 602-260-9870 to qualify for your chance to win tickets to Super Bowl 57. If Shannon Hadley doesn't call within 10 minutes, and that has happened, then we will open the phone lines to somebody else. It hasn't happened yet, but it has happened in the past. If you didn't hear your name, you still have one more chance to qualify, but you got to text Super to 620-620, and you have to listen for your name on the Burns and Gambo show today. But once again, Shannon Hadley from Phoenix, you now have 10 minutes to call 602-260-9870. Arizona's sports. It's part of the NFL. It's not easy. It's not easy to win in the NFL. Everybody want to win. Who or what is the tipping point? That's going to be key to our success. This is Fulcrum Football with Wolf and Luke. All right, Fulcrum Football Super Bowl edition. We're picking the players that are most likely to swing this game. They don't have to be the best players, just the guys most likely to swing the game. I need clarification from you real quick, Wolf. Typically, we say quarterbacks are frowned upon. How are we going to approach that for this Oh, no, the quarterbacks are totally into this. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. It's the Super Bowl, after all. All right, so uh, here's the coin flip. Oh, look, you won. Oh, okay. I'm going first here, Basin Ernie. Gather around the transistor and press the ear. Okay, my first fulcrum football player for Super Bowl 57. Got to be Jalen Hurts. Got to be Jalen Hurts right now. Oh, my goodness. This kid has won me over all season long thinking this is it. This is where Jalen Hurts finally, this is going to be the wake-up call for Jalen Hurts. Not that it was going to end his career, of course, or anything like it. Just this was going to be the setback. This was going to be the difficult. All of that. Now, all of a sudden, you've got Jalen Hurts, who has brought his team through the entire season, got into the Super Bowl, won an NFC Championship game, got into the Super Bowl right now. Here it is, the pinnacle of his game. Jalen Hurts, how will he play? That is the question going forward. 
How are you going to play the rest of the show? I believe five more shots of espresso were just placed in front of you. <laughs> was that Manooch, I by the way? Was. I was so locked in. Quietly set down five more shots. We, I mean, first of all, we had the ordeal before the show. We were trying to get the five shots of espresso pre-show, <laughs> and now you got five more shots just quietly placed. Oh my right goodness, in front of you. this is going to be good. The final hour on a Friday, heading into the Super Bowl, and Wolf's going to be ten okay. shots of espresso. Deep. My, so therefore, my. First fulcrum football player, Jalen Hurts. All right. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to see you right there, and my first pick is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Oh! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! I, I didn't realize that was Wedding Crashers. Otherwise, I would have known the quote. Um... Jalen Hurts, great pick. And I have all the respect in the world for this guy. And, J- and Jalen Hurts is the reason why I have very little concern that the Eagles are going to be overwhelmed by the moment. I don't Whoa. think he'll allow it. But I do think Patrick Mahomes going off is the Chiefs' only chance to win this game. Whereas I could see a path the Eagles win where Hurts is, is you know good. Mahomes, and we're going to get to our predictions shortly. But, uh, I mean, he's the best player in the game. So, yeah, I'm going to take him here. Well, that's a good one as well. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Now of you course. take Gardner Minshew, and I'll take Chad Henney. No, can I tell you right now, my second fulcrum football player has got to be Chris Jones. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Chris Jones, Basinonians, a three technique that actually plays defensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. Why do I say that, Basinonians? Because a three technique can be the most destructive force in the football universe. It is. Whether you're trying to run the ball or whether you're trying to throw the ball. Getting interior pressure, interior push by a guy that is a devastating three technique like Chris Jones. Or actually just spoiling, just messing up every running play you ever had or tried to design or tried to execute because of a dominant three technique. That, to me, Chris Jones can make a huge difference in this game. Chris Jones, my second fulcrum football player. Well, this is working out pretty well, and I think you and I are going down the same path because my second pick is going to be Hassan Reddick. Thank you to all Wedgebusters out there. Thank, Thank you, you Wedgebusters. <laughs> so, you and I didn't plan this, but you went with the Eagles quarterback and the guy most likely to bother the Eagles quarterback on Sunday so far, and I've gone with the Chiefs quarterback and the guy most likely to bother the Chiefs quarterback on Sunday. Hassan Reddick, 16 sacks in the regular season, three and a half through two playoff games. He just demolished San Francisco two weeks ago in the NFC Championship. I don't have to tell you, he was the 13th overall pick by the Arizona Cardinals in 2017. He is the guy that I really think can swing this game, and actually, honestly, I kind of think he is going to at least play a role in swinging it uh, for Philadelphia, so I'm going to go with Hassan Reddick second. Wow, okay, Hassan Reddick second. Yeah, no doubt about it. The the Philadelphia Eagles pass rush in their pass defense is second to none. Literally second to none. Number one in passing yards per game allowed and number one in passing yards per play allowed. And a lot of that is due to their great pass rush. Having said all of that, my third. There's a player here I specifically want, so you better not take it. Okay, my okay. third fulcrum football player is going to be Jason Kelsey. 
Yeah, that's what I said. Jason Kelsey, the center for the best offensive line in the National Football League, the center for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jason Kelsey. They have to be able to run the ball. So much of what the Eagles do is predicated on controlling the line of scrimmage, especially when you're talking about Jason Kelsey. Running the ball in between the tackles. They get a lot of credit for the wide receiver screen and everyone looking at how they execute their wide receiver screen and why they seem to work every time the Eagles run the wide receiver screen. But what they don't understand, that works for them because of how well they run the ball in between the tackles. And Jason Kelsey is going to be a huge part of that for the Philadelphia Eagles and the best offensive line in the NFL. He is my third fulcrum football player. All right, there's there's two names I want here, and I'm trying to figure out which one I can take and which one I can wait on. I know who you want. How am I going to do this? Okay, you know what? I, because I don't think he'll be there if I wait. I'll go with Travis Kelsey. <laughs> over and 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 over again. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Travis Kelsey here for obvious reasons. The, the path for the Chiefs winning this game hinges very much on Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. They will need help, but there's a, a variety of other players that could give them help. If Mahomes and Kelsey don't have a big game, I don't think the Chiefs have a chance. That is that is excellent right there, honestly, because it's going to be interesting to see how the Eagles defend Travis Kelsey. The Eagles have Darius Slay, of course, on one side, and then James Bradbury, the their corners on the other. They got a good defense. They're they're very good, those corners, especially when you pair them with the likes of a Brandon Graham and Hassan Reddit coming off the edge. Those corners get better with that incredible pass rush of the Philadelphia Eagles. And if you've got lockdown on the outside, what are the Eagles going to try to do to mitigate Travis Kelsey? What are they going to do? That is the game within the game right there. That's a great pick by you. Okay, don't let it go to your head. That's too late. My my fourth fulcrum football player, Basin Onions, has got to be Brandon Graham. Oh. Oh, yeah, right. Everyone forgets about Brandon Graham with his 11 sacks coming off the other edge for the Philadelphia Eagles. This is going to be key, getting pressure on Pat Mahomes. In order for this Eagles team to win Super Bowl 57, they've got to get pressure on Pat Mahomes and try to force him into some errant throws. What a tall cup of water that is. That is a tough situation, a tall order to go out and do that against the likes of Patrick Mahomes. We'll see if they can actually pull it off, but I guarantee you, if they do... A lot of it's going to be due to Brandon Graham coming off the other edge. And it's not just about getting sacks. It's about pressures. Well, look, there's nothing wrong with that pick. That Eagles defense could absolutely swing this game. I kind of think it will. My last pick, real quick, I'm going to go with Miles Sanders. There we go. Just feel like he's he's set up to have a pretty big game for Philadelphia, and if he does, again, I don't know how the Chiefs can win the game. Well, look, he's last he, was my, he was that my he was my next. One. I was like, I don't know how long I can wait on Miles Sanders, but yeah. since the segment's over, I guess I'm okay. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at six twenty six twenty right now. Twenty four hours later, you feel any better about what the Suns gave up for Kevin Durant? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports All Access, presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. 
right, welcome back to the show. I want to remind you that Media Row coverage is brought to you by Canvas Annuity Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings. Wolf, we have uh, had a day to really let this settle in. I know some people found out, what, late on Wednesday night? I know some people found out uh, late on Wednesday night about the uh, the Mikel Bridges trade for Kevin Durant and all that stuff, but uh, the um, the general reaction was yesterday. You know what? Before we do that, how about Shannon Hadley from Phoenix did not call in for whatever reason. Shannon oh wow! Did the hard part, Shannon. What are you doing? Did not decide to call in and qualify for Super Bowl tickets. So we are going to throw it out to the phone line six zero two two six zero nine eight seven zero. What caller number do you want to take? Let's go caller number six. The number of man. Caller number six. 2602-260-9870. You will be qualifying for that drawing for Super Bowl tickets. And again, it's important to throw this out there. That drawing is not like, hey, you have a one in a thousand chance. You have a one in fifteen chance to go to the Super Bowl in That's two days. Stunning right there. One in fifteen base in audience. All right. So um what I was saying about the uh the, the trade now, you've had a little bit of time to to let it sink in. Everybody's happy with the return. How is everybody adjusting to what the Suns had to give up? Where are you on that? Because i got to be honest, I, I wasn't joking around before. I was looking to, during one of the earlier segments, how long is Mikel Bridges signed in Brooklyn? When, when can he just up and leave and come back to Phoenix? Not that I think that's going to happen, but I just want to know what year it is. You know what? I honestly could see that happening. I, before we get into the other stuff right there, I could see that happening. I could, Mikel Bridges, listen to the way he talks about Phoenix. <laughs> it's just the, the, the way he fell in love with this city and with this team of course but a lot of it is also the the city and right now anybody that lives here and has lived here for a while if you've moved away you know what it's like you know this place has a tendency of getting into your blood literally it's because of days like this that are out there today because of the winters out there because of how dry it is here that cool sunshine that is on your skin where you never feel hot or warm just right so much of the time it's it's phoenix man it gets into your blood literally and not only that i think the city as well the city fell in love with mccall bridges and, and i could see him coming back and cam johnson i mean he gets overshadowed johnson, because of Mikel, but like yeah i mean we all liked cam johnson a lot too. I, just, I think i think we had all come to terms with the fact if you were going to make a trade for a, a a big trade it was going to involve cam johnson there was just no way around it but the Mikel bridges thing hit a lot of people yesterday i mean i can't tell you how many people that i talked to or you would see on twitter that were like yeah you know i had Mikel bridges jersey that was the one guy whose jersey i had my kid that's his favorite player i got to explain to him why he's not on this team anymore that that part wasn't expected that when this week started Mikel bridges not being on the suns by the end of it was not expected so watching the suns last night play now i realize of course they didn't have devin booker out there they didn't have Kevin Durant out there. All right. Uh, a lot of guys still missing. But just watching them play last night, um, it looked like a team that had lost a lot of its soul, as a matter of fact, because Mikel Bridges represented so much of that. Imagine this right now. How many games has Mikel Bridges missed since he's been a Phoenix Sun? I, I was wondering last night during that Brooklyn game, has he ever watched a basketball game before? Because <laughs> he plays in every single game. Think I mean, about that. That was the first game since 2018 that the Suns played that he didn't play in. 2018. 
birthday, so and he never missed a college game that. either. It, it's still though. I'm just talking about here for his teammates. How weird was that? Not seeing Macal Bridges in uniform out on the floor competing with them. How odd was that? How strange? What kind of impact that that did that have on some of his teammates, in particular DeAndre Ayton? Oh, I don't know. He had two rebounds. Yeah, that was a little discouraging. You know, I, I listen. I'm giving him a pass. Twenty three points as well, but still, he had two rebounds. Yeah, I'll give him a pass. Well, well they lost the game because they could rebound. Foot. They, they got, got out rebounded by like vertical. twenty. Um, this is Mikel Bridges, who was watching a game, I think, for the first time ever last night as uh, as Brooklyn played. He was on TNT. They asked him how he found out he was traded. So my boy, my boy Damian Lee, he was in a hotel and he FaceTimed me. And you could tell he was upset, and he was just like, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry about this and that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He was like, you ain't see him? I'm like, see what? He was like, you got traded to, uh, to Brooklyn for KD. I was like, oh, man, went to Twitter, saw it. And that's when I tweeted, and then my agents called me like a couple minutes later, and then that's how I found out. So Damian Lee has his alerts on, on Twitter, and Mikel Bridges does not. Wait a minute. That's how we found out? I know. I hate that. What? How, how does Mikel Bridges not find out from the Suns? Or his agent? Uh, what is his agent doing? Like, oh, I'll call Mikel in five minutes. No, you'll actually call him the second you get off the phone. With Wait a minute, man. Yeah. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. Like, what? I don't understand, like, how James Jones doesn't say, give me one minute to, to call Mikel. Yeah. And let him. How does that not Just happen? Call Mikel and be like, tell your twin, too. But they're probably standing right next to each other anyway. I. I uh, Monty, here, you call Cam. I'm calling Mikel. Okay? Let's call these two guys. Uh, I'm d- just devastated by that. Are you serious? Well, he found out because I, I, Damian I Lee saw Mikkel it on Twitter? Mikel Bridges to lie. <laughs> that was Mikel Bridges saying that, not me. Oh, my I goodness. I that's hated that. Just, that. That sucks buttermilk. I'm sorry. It, it has been an emotional roller coaster if you're a Suns fan or if you're on the Suns these last few days. Right? Hey, you got Kevin Durant. This is amazing. What'd you have to give up, Mikel? And then you hear something like that. I mean, we had the the interview with Jerry Colangelo earlier today, where he's like, "No, you want Kevin Durant?" And this Matt Ishby guy called me, and, you know, get some a little bit of advice on this before he made the trade. Like it's been up and down and up and down. But that is, I don't know if that's just the norm now in 2023. Guys get traded and they find out on social media. I know a few years ago it was like, yeah, I would see it on like the scroll on ESPN if nobody called me in time. They'd just see it scrolling. I, the, I, yeah, I don't I, know. I, I'm blown away by that, man. Maybe it's maybe it's something where they they had to wait for confirmation or something maybe. like that. Some type of confirmation from the league. Some some hurdle they had to jump. They had to wait before it was official and they could make. I, I don't know. Um, man, I, that yeah, I did not hear that. God, that blow me. That blows. That, there's got to be a good uh, reason for it, but whatever that good reason is. It's not good enough Man. for me. Yeah, <laughs> you no. know. Somehow uh, I'm making sure that I'm the one talking to him and telling him he's true. How, how about if you're Damian Lee, you're calling up to apologize, and Mikel's like, "What are you apologizing for?" Like, uh, I'm gonna hang up. Sorry, Mikel, wrong number. <laughs> like, I'm sure Damian Lee didn't want to be the guy breaking the news to him that he got traded. Oh, this is Mikel Bridges. <laughs> Hold on, that's the wrong number. Uh, all right, when we come back. We'll take you inside Super Bowl Fifty Seven with some prop bets. Next, it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local. Sports Sports leader. What? 
The action doesn't stop when it's the biggest game of the year. Odds to make a guest appearance during the halftime show. Coin toss comes up heads or tails. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Will either team score three times in a row? I say yes. How long the national anthem will go on? Wolf and Luke take you inside Super Bowl 57 with Super Bowl prop bets. Yeah, Wolf, I just want to say Super Bowl over and over again because you can say Super Bowl when you're not trying to sell anything yeah. off of it. So right. you know everybody has to call it the big game. No, I just yeah. call it the Super Bowl. Right. The big game. Super Bowl prop bets right here yeah. on Wolf and Luke. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl. you even mess up during your reading. You say Super Bowl not when you should say big game. Never won. Just saying. <laughs> Is this uh, hypothetical? No. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't not know about your experience. About. All right. Uh, Aaron Maloney's here with some Super Bowl prop bets. All righty, guys. So we'll start with the coin toss. Will it be heads or will it be tails? <laughs> right, so we going back and forth here because I, I tails never fails. So I'm going to go first on this one. It's tails. Oh, tails. Oh, we're both going tails. Tails on the road. Do I need it's to always be? tails on the road. So think about it. You're always on the road. You get to call it, right? Because you're on the road. Yeah. You're you're not the home team. You're the away team. So who's officially the tails road on team? the road? Always. Okay. That's what it, it's always at. Do I need to be it's writing not down tails the never fails? Nobody walks up there and says tails never fails. I'm going to get well, tails no, on the road. Say it because then you would give away your strategy to the other team, and they, you just know in your head, tails never fails, tails never fails, and so you just say tails. And okay, it tails fails. on the road. All right, that doesn't even rhyme. So the over under is set at nine and a half. How many songs will be played during the halftime show? So it's Rihanna. I'm assuming. I'm assuming we don't have the prop bet here asking who her special guests would be because I don't know that Wolf's gonna. Well, I was gonna say what would her first song be. But Wolf wouldn't be able to choose. Wolf, what would Rihanna's first song be? Okay, that's so funny, Mel. I forgot to laugh. I didn't. Uh, let's see. Over under nine and a half songs, I will take the under. That's that's tight. Oh, to go yeah. Over nine and a half. Yeah, you'd have to, right? Yeah. I mean, she's Rihanna's big, right? You would say she's big. Yeah, I would right? say she's I mean, big. you know, she's she's got that star power. There's no doubt about it. But I don't think she's had over nine hits, has oh, she? Oh, boy. Here we go. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. I hope she walks by. All right. Oh. Alrighty yeah, then. She's Ooh, got too many songs to fit in. <laughs> Maybe I should go to the football ones yeah. then. All right. I think that was his subtle way of saying that. Okay, the full bag doesn't know Rihanna. Okay, so over <laughs> under two and a half players to throw a passing touchdown. Okay, so I saw this. This is an actual prop bet, and the the odds if you bet over are like I don't know what the number is, but they're pretty high. Um, it happens a lot, actually. I'm so I'm still going to go under, but it's not crazy to think three guys would throw a touchdown in this game. So, in other words, there's going to be a halfback option. There's going to be a lateral flea flicker, something like that. Um, a double reverse flea flicker, throw it down the field. A wide receiver, maybe it's a a running. Yeah, um, I'm going to go under. Why would you do that when you've got two of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League? Let them throw the ball. It seems to happen, though. I think it's happened five times where a position player has thrown a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And also Patrick Mahomes is hurt. Yeah, I was just going to say, so what if one of them goes down? Yeah, that counts. Uh, Patrick, wait a minute. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right about that. Okay, if somebody gets hurt, okay. But I don't expect Pat Mahomes. I think he's 100% healthy right now. Do you want more Rihanna questions? Is that what you're yeah, trying to yeah, say? Yeah, why not? Let's go with Rihanna. I don't know one of her songs based on well, you'll, you'll, one. you'll know less than nine and a half by Sunday. How long is the national anthem? Over, under, two minutes and five seconds. All right, so who's singing it? Do we know? 
How about no, that? you were supposed to research okay. that part. Yeah, that was your How about that job? right there? Um, there's people that research this, and I feel like every year it goes over. So I'm going to say over because you're amped up, right? I guess it could go either way. You're amped up for the Super Bowl, and you just motor right through it. But typically, I feel like they hold on to like the word brave. Like, I, I'm going to yeah. go over. I, I, there's no number they could put it at where I wouldn't go over. Yeah, I'm going to go under because somebody's going to be screaming in their ear, cut it short, <laughs> knock it off. It's I'm going under. Chris Stapleton. I did know that. Who's singing America the Beautiful then? Stop it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say over. I don't, uh, I mean, I'm not like the world's biggest Chris Stapleton fan, but I think he's going to be into it. So I'm going to go over. Who's Chris? Country. Next. Wow, I know the country music more than you. I don't know what Next. It's. The largest lead in the game. Over, under, 14 and a half points. So this, I think, pretty traditionally... I think it's it's it never gets over fourteen and a half. It happened. It's happened a few times. I think it's six of the last twenty years. It's gone over. I'm going under, and not because Eric's saying under. I'm, I'm going under. <laughs> you didn't say anything until he told you to say under. No, I, I just I think this is going to be one of the better Super Bowls we have ever seen. I think this is going to be a lights out Super Bowl. I think this is going to be a one possession Super Bowl. We'll see if it plays out that way. But to me. This is going to be a back-and-forth struggle. But just to clarify, that's not the final score. So, like, Kansas City could go up 20-3, to and Philadelphia could win the game. It's just a matter of right. somebody going, okay. Yes, I uh, think it's going to be close. I'll go under two. I think it'll be close pretty much the whole way. If it's over, I would assume Philadelphia just goes off and Mahomes is hurt. Will the first play from scrimmage result in a first down? Yes or no? So much of that depends on who gets the ball, because I could eat, I could see. Well, if tails never fails. <laughs> I could see immediately. Think about it. The Philadelphia Eagles. Let's say they get the ball first, right? The Eagles get the ball. What are they going to do on the first play of the game? To me, let's go. This is going to be it. Miles Sanders, here we go. Let's run the ball, try to establish the fact we're going to attack the line of scrimmage in a north-south fashion, and you're going to stink. Okay, I mean, to me, that's what I think they're going to do. So I think they would run the ball in that situation, right? So no, to answer your question. But if it's the Kansas City Chiefs, what are the Kansas City Chiefs going to run? Oh, you think we're afraid of you? You think we're afraid of your pass rush right now? Come off the edge, baby. Snap the balls. Matter of fact, we're going to get into empty. We'll snap it to Pat Mahomes. It'll hit Travis Kelsey on a seam right down the middle first down. Yeah, you know what? If it, if it's the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah, first play, first down. You'd be great in Vegas. You'd go up to the window and be like, here's the four different ways I could see this playing out. So I would like my bet to be spread out all these different ways, and you just tell me that I won. Uh, to answer your question, Aaron, I'm just going to say no, it won't be a first down. Okay. Eagles total points. I gave reasoning as to why. <laughs> well, you gave all the reasoning. There's nothing left for me to say. Who's going to get the ball first? I'm you don't even go, know. I'm going to go under 10 yards on the first play. I'm sorry, Aaron. So over under 26 and a half equals total points. Okay, I'm trying with the exact going, score I had in my head. I'm I have the Eagles scoring right. 27, so I'm going to say over by half point. <laughs> exact score. Right, well, because we got to give our exact score predictions. I have an exact score in Wait, my head. Is that at the end of this? That's coming okay. up. Whenever Aaron says it's coming <laughs> well, I'm up. I'm glad you told me that. Thank you.
More? Um, okay, did I answer? You said over. <laughs> did I answer? You said 27, though, specifically. Well, but go on. Go on. It in my head. I was going to go 28, Mel. Oh, got Do you it. don't want to give the reasoning if the Eagles score more than 26 and a half, it would be over, but if they score less, it would be under? <laughs> I'm going 28, and I'm sticking there. I'm going exactly 26 you, you and a half, 27. actually. All right, more sacks, Chris Jones or Hassan Reddick? Oh, this one. This is, this so is good. Reddick is favored. Um, I'm going to say Reddick because, yeah, I'm going to say Reddick. I'm going to say Reddick. I think they both get one. I, I, honestly, I think they both get exactly one. Yeah, okay. They both get exactly one. I'm going to say Chris Jones has been on a tear. He's been on an absolute tear. I'm going to say Chris Jones. Kind of talked me into it there, but I, I, I'll stick with Reddick. I'll go with Hassan. Okay. I, I, can't you just see Hassan Reddick like winning Super Bowl MVP at State Farm Stadium? Can't you just see that? I mean, he's not going to win MVP, but can't you just see him winning well, it? Well, you know, if you get three, four sacks, yeah, that could happen right there. But once again, it, that'd be a tall task because again, the Kansas City Chiefs are very good at protecting Patrick. That, that's the thing. and Pat gets the ball out so quickly. He he's not, not going to hold on to it. For Travis Kelsey receptions over under seven and a half. Yeah, I'm going over. I don't think the Chiefs have much of a chance if they don't go over, and I think they're just going to feed Kelsey as much as they can. They've got receiver issues outside of that. Guys are banged up. They've had the extra week, so they will be a little bit healthier. But I just the games where Travis Kelsey doesn't have big numbers tend to be games where the Chiefs have just kind of run away against a weaker team. When they are in a close game against a really good team, they lean on Travis Kelsey a lot more. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go over with Kelsey. Yeah, you know how, um, boy, that's good. You're talking about the number one, the number, I'm going the under. Ooh. I'm going right. the under because they're going to try to take away Travis Kelsey. They're going to try to take him away and make the Chiefs beat them with everybody else but Travis Kelsey. That's what I think they're going to do. I'll go under. All righty. One more. Okay. Eagles. Chiefs. Final predictions, boys. I'm going to go. Boy, I hate picking against Patrick Mahomes. I hate it. I'm going to go 27-23 Philadelphia wins. can't even believe you just said that. Because I, based on means, I've come around to the Eagles. Call. <laughs> Call. That's not the sound an eagle makes. Okay, well, so what? It's a bird. Knock it off. <laughs> Don't right. worry about it. You just it. chose the crows, I'm, but okay. I'm, I'm going with the, the Eagles. Oh. 28-27. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So 28-27. Wow. All right. All right. Well, that was uh, – so you have the Eagles by one. I have the Eagles by four. And Patrick Mahomes is on the other team. So how dumb are we going to feel on Monday? And I think we're going to see the reason why no field goals for the Philadelphia Eagles because I think we're going to see Nick Sirianni adopt a touchdown or bust mentality. Who do you want to and win? go on fourth down when need be. Do you have a preference on who actually wins the game? I kind of want the Chiefs to win, and I don't know why. I do. I love the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, class act because of Andy Reid, because of Pat Mahomes. Uh, love those two guys. 
don't know Jalen Hurts well enough yet. <laughs> don't feel like I know him well enough yet. Nick Sirianni, the same thing. Don't feel like I know him. Andy Reid's been around for a long time. Even TikTok Andy Reid's has been around, around exactly right. So those guys are class acts. I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts isn't, of course, or Nick Sirianni, that they aren't class acts. I just feel like I know those two guys, and I root for guys that are going to be class, and that's who they are. All right. Uh, we come back. We'll get back into the Suns. We talked to Jerry Colangelo early in the show today, and he said some pretty insightful stuff that I didn't. You know when you interview Jerry Colangelo, he's going to say some good stuff. Right? Yes. There's no doubt there. But he said stuff I wasn't necessarily expecting to hear. We'll react to that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.